Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Markets across Asia-Pacific are trading higher this morning, building on Wall Street's momentum overnight. Tokyo is leading the charge. The Nikkei is up 1.5%. Seoul, Sydney and Wellington are all trading higher as well. In the U.S., the Nasdaq jumped 2%, while the Dow and S&P 500 both finished up more than 1%. Joining me now for a look behind the numbers is Ryan Huang. Okay, Ryan, busy day, so let's get right into it. U.S. equities have recovered almost all their losses from earlier in the year. The S&P 500 briefly hit a new high overnight before closing a bit shy of that mark. It's almost as if the pandemic didn't even exist. Investors don't seem to care. That is about the recession, profit declines, trade tensions, you name it. One analyst I listened to this morning called it cognitive dissonance. So what gives? Yeah, a bit of a disconnect. You're looking at markets rising so high, so fast, in the US. But if you look elsewhere, um, Singapore this week had its worst quarterly contraction in terms of GDP numbers. And overnight, the UK just entered a recession on weak GDP numbers as well, down 20%. So what's going on, right? You've got Mm. bleak numbers, but markets going up. It seems like you are getting markets looking forward as usual, pricing in what could be good news. And this comes on the fact that you have Headlines like the U.S. stockpiling vaccine agreements. So if anything does happen, uh, US, the U.S. will be kind of in the front of the queue when it comes to getting dosages. And you also have some expectations or bets that the impending stimulus measures by Washington will be approved at some point. So it seems like markets are expecting more help from not just uh, Washington, but maybe the Fed. So that is helping markets prop up. And of course, you've got the technology play coming back overnight as well. The, the FANG stocks, the likes of Apple, the likes of Netflix, all helping lift broader sentiment. Uh, so that has that wider trend continuing as well. Okay, let's take a closer look at the shares before we move on to other markets. I want to check in on how a couple of US stocks did overnight. Tesla announced a 5 for one stock split yesterday. Ryan, how did investors react? Yeah, Tesla's been one of those... I guess, hyped up stocks in the past 12 months. And with the stock split, even though nothing fundamentally changes, you are getting quite a bit of a positive reaction. So overnight, Tesla's up 13% to $1,554 and some change. So that is, uh, I guess, a reflection of more growth being expected by Tesla investors. Yeah, more opportunities for the retail investor to get in on a slightly more affordable stock for Tesla as well. Uh, Microsoft, it's negotiating to take over the U.S. operations of TikTok and perhaps much of the company's operations outside of China. How are Microsoft shares doing? Yeah, Microsoft is in the green as well, up hmm. 2.8% at around $209. It also has that additional news of a new phone. So it is the Surface Dual. So it is a dual screen phone. It's got a hinged down the center, almost like the Samsung Fold. Like the banana phone? Uh, so it folds like a book. Oh, okay. So that is an interesting play into the mobile device market once again. So it's on an Android operating system. Mm. So it is a departure from previ- its previous attempt when it tried to go this its own OS with the Windows operating system. So it says, you know, Android will give it more apps. So maybe this time, uh, this attempt will be, will be more successful. And it is priced at one thousand three hundred and ninety-nine U.S. dollars. Will you buy one, Michelle? 
depends on what it can do besides call and give me access to apps. You got two screens, so yeah, maybe it can be twice me. as productive. <laughs> Finally, Apple, it's on its way to become the United States' first $2 trillion US company. How are Apple shares looking? Uh, Apple also in the green. Another technology stock doing well, up 3.3% to 500 or rather $452. It's also in the news this week for a stock split. So it is splitting shares 4 to 1. And similar effect, it seems, it is helping the stock price go up. And also some news around an you know, impending iPhone 12. There's some details being leaked this week. Mm. So that's getting some fans excited, I think. Mm, interesting. That segues actually into our next topic of discussion, Ryan. How the Trump administration's decision to ban WeChat could affect Apple's $44 billion business in China. So Bloomberg is running a piece about this today. One person quoted there saying that without WeChat on his iPhone, the iPhone becomes an expensive piece of electronic trash. What do you think? Oh, 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 China is a... And a very important market for for Apple because where is growth right now, right? And of course, China is the first one in and first one out in terms of the pandemic uh, recovery picture. So that is an additional uh, urgency for Apple to make sure its biggest market internationally is not going to be affected. And if you look at how things have been panning out, there is always a tip for that action when it comes to Washington and Beijing. So that is now something worrying tech giants, U.S. tech giants operating in China. So potentially if there are going to be any repercussions on the tariff front, for example, it could mean higher costs or even uh, restrictions on parts that Apple needs to manufacture its um, hardware. So that's one. And you also have maybe potentially new regulations that Beijing might come up with to just make things harder for U.S. companies. So you've got a couple of things uh, that may pose as risks for Apple down the road. Do you use WeChat? I don't have many friends who use WeChat, so that is not something big for me right now. So it is also something to look out for in mm. terms of the, the WeChat issue. So that is in the news as well. WeChat has been talking about, or Tencent, which owns WeChat, has been talking about how that might be a potential problem for them. Um, but they are also seeking clarity in terms of the exact damage because... In China, it's called Weixin. So oh. there is a bit of a fine line between WeChat and Weixin. So it's not clear if the current executive order by Donald Trump will affect Weixin, which is a bigger um, business for Tencent. So that is something uh, they are looking at right now. Company reported its quarterly earnings yesterday. WeChat owner smashing expectations. Really, another company clearly affected um, by the Trump. Okay, we've talked about that, but I want to move on to corporate news. Where Propnext posted a big jump in second quarter profits last night, nearly double what they made a year ago. Given how poorly the property market has been doing in light of COVID nineteen. What accounts for PropNex's solid numbers? Yeah, so just running through the numbers, you have net profit at $7.26 million. That's double what we saw in the same quarter last year. And this is on the back of higher revenue and an increase in contribution from project marketing services. So revenue was up 15% and this was on the back of an increase in commission income. So if you read into what they are saying, maybe one of the factors pushing up the earnings is um, developers trying to sell more property and giving brokerages like um, Propnex more commission to do so. So that seems to be one of the factors helping Propnex in that quarter. 
So the, looking at what they are saying in terms of outlook, prompt access, private new home sales uh, might pick up for the remaining of the year and they are seeing developers roll out more projects with more competitive prices. So that might stimulate some demand uh, from buyers. So something to look out for for Propnex. Indeed, earnings per share for the quarter at 1.96 Singapore cents. It's up from 1 Singapore cent previously for Propnex. An interim dividend of 1.5 Singapore cents declared payable on September the 3rd. All right, a couple of quick updates to share with listeners, companies that have released their earnings this morning. The property developer Yanlord is reporting a nearly 60% drop in first half profits, while Viacom says its profits dropped 30% during the first six months of the year. All right, it's time to take a look at the broader market now. The Straits Times Index put in a solid performance yesterday, rising three quarters of a percent to 25.63. Ryan, how's the blue chip index trading this morning? Yeah, looking at the region, it's overall green and STI among them is up 0.4%, extending yesterday's gains of 0.75%. So it's now trading at 2,573 points. And across the region, we've got Japan up by one5 Korea in the green by 0.4% and Australia right now hugging the break-even point. And if you look at STI, some of the top movers, we had actually, interestingly, the glove makers, three of them pretty much uh, having a bad day yesterday. Mm. And they have bounced back right now. So you've got top glove up 2.5% at 850 and you've got Riverstone up 2.4% at 424 and UG Healthcare up 9% at 321 And in terms of the other top movers right now, banks are in the green, led by DBS by 1%. So that is pretty much the uh, picture we have right now. A rather good footing for the STI to start off with. Thanks very much, Ryan Huang, joining me in Market View. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.